Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Precision Unloaded Podcast. You're once again joined by your hosts, Graham and Mark. Hello Mark. Hello Graham. Hello. Um, we're going to talk about a bit of, we'll step back from matches for this episode and um, we'll talk about Yay. a bit of, bit of hunting. Um, we, we do have some, uh, we'll try to get another one out very soon about a couple matches where uh, I shot very bad in both of them and Mark shot bad in one and okay pretty good in the in the other um but anyway that's for another night um so this one we're going to be talking about um seeker hunting chasing fellow bucks and even a bit of roaring red stags with, with varying degrees of success i might add um but anyway how you been mark we haven't been on the air for like shit it must be a month um, no it's not that long isn't it? no anyway um it's we were meant to do one last week but i forgot um, yeah, because I, I somehow have a lot to do at work again, which is a fucking nightmare to be honest. But um, yeah, it's You're obviously not playing solitaire for five hours a day. Well, you, to be honest, more than five normally. Um, but it's this year I seem to. Have, well, I was working on the premise that you'd get there about ten and leave about three. So <laughs> Le- leaving at three is pretty normal, and Fridays are uh, seem to be optional. But um. No. Optional Friday. What? You wanted me to turn up? Oh. <laughs> yeah. They, they Sorry, have a, I thought you were thought you were joking. They have a weekend list at work and they reckon they need a Friday box for me to tick if I'm actually coming in. <laughs> like people are surprised, like, oh, I turned up and your truck was here on a Friday. Well normally I'm like getting ready for a match or um we're, anyway, we're doing something. Employee of the month. Um, <laughs> Should you? <laughs> um no, no. So obviously, as um, most, so there's been a bit of shooting going on. Yes, so most Kiwis. Comps. Yeah, most, most Kiwis know it's um, the would be the I don't say hunting season because we don't have seasons uh, when it comes to um, shooting mammals. But uh, it's the raw, the rut, uh, yeah, the various species. <clears throat> so we've been out on a few different trips. So we might as well kick off with yours. A bit more um, exotic than mine. Uh, you flew into the Kamanos, correct? Yeah, I think that's where it was. Um, you not think? far from where we used to go in the summer um, with Air Charter Taupo. So, so private uh, block? That was previously, yeah. So it's a private block. This was with um, Halley Seeker. So I think when we came out from our trip last December, we said, how do you get a, a bloody raw block around here? Like, Actually, we've just come up with this block that's come onto the books. So we thought, oh, we'll book that. And... Uh, yeah, it's not quite your normal hut. We'll get into that later. But um, so it was basically ooh, ten or so k's further on from where we normally flew in to the Omaru hut, um, and quite a big block too. So like a big area and with the tops and that in it. So it was quite different. So we hadn't been there before. So with any of these blocks, it takes a bit of getting used to. So looking forward to going back again so there's four of us went in um and it's about a thousand meters altitude in the base of the valley where we were and the tops were about 500 meters further up so you never went out there did you <laughs> yeah nah <clears throat> uh we ran to go in a hunting shop and he said oh there's plenty in there right up in the tops so i was like uh-huh won't be going there um <laughs> No, I was a bit crook, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Otherwise, you would. Totally, totally. Otherwise, I would have. Um, but I thought, now we'll see, see, see plenty down the bottom here because like, we can see a mile one way and a mile the other in the valley floor. So, um, we said they'll be popping their heads out eventually. So, it's probably not the deer population that the other place was down by El Maru Hut. Um, Mainly because it's a bit higher, a bit less feed probably, I don't know. I'm not really uh, the Neil Philpot of seeker hunting, so. So now we had, uh, I think, what did we do? First evening, had a bit of a look around, we got there about lunchtime, so. Um, got acquainted with the hut, which is actually a lodge. So it's a heli access only lodge, and so we didn't have to take any bedding, no utensils. No towels. It's got running water. Think, think like a honeymoon suite. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, nice balcony. 
two rooms, full kitchen, gas fridge, freezer. Yeah, so all kitted out. So, and then there's a hut next to it, which is basically the staff quarters, which even that would be the best hut you've ever stayed in, but we didn't use that, so. Um, so I highly recommend it. If um, you can shell out for the extra money per night, but if you split it between four of you, it's not too bad. Yeah, only five grand per person. <laughs> <laughs> there is a catered option, so you can. Is there? Yeah. Do they, do they fly in food for every freaking half a day or something? No, and staff. Yeah. Mm. Man, we that's should do that. Just, that's why it has a staff hut. Shit. So, has, so the staff stay there. Do they butcher the deer for you too? Well, if you had them, I doubt it. <laughs> you had to shoot some first. <laughs> anyway, going by its original uh, concept, it probably, I think, might have opened during the start of COVID. So there wasn't a lot of entries in the hut book, put it that way. Um, but no, it's very, you know, anyway. Plus, it was not cold. Literally, you light the fire in the place would be like an oven, so... Um, and that was the other thing, didn't have to fly on a chainsaw, so the wood was also wood was provided even. Yeah? Hmm. Shit. They just fly in pine or something. But anyway, block size wise it was like I think it was about five Ks down around the corner to the end of it, and probably another three or four Ks up river the other way. So um plenty of area to cover. Yeah. So I took my um took the SIG cross and um because I worked out with this long barrel, and this it's got an end over suppressor on it. I mean, end on whatever barrel, <coughs> over barrel, not over barrel. The other one. Oh, a muzzle forward. Muzzle, for, muzzle forward suppressor. Yeah. Yeah. So, in one of those um, H two gunner backpacks, you know the uh, starts with E. E Billy stock. Yeah, that's them. Yep. Um, it slots into that quite well, so I can carry the. Because it's not the light. Well, it's not heavy, but it's not light. So I can lug it around on that without um, impacting the scope or anything too much. So that worked out alright. Um, put the five to thirty Sig BDX version two Gen two scope on it. Got all that sorted out. So I could probably, with a bit of fiddling with the zoom, I could shoot quite a way out. So. Anyway, so it was already good to go. Tested out to 600 metres. Um, I think the first afternoon I got onto one. Ended up about 460. Yeah. So dropped that and recovered it. So that was pressure off. But uh, I need to say it was probably the worst head on a deer I've ever seen. So. Oh, so this is the mutants. The, the, the trophy stag. <laughs> <laughs> to, to quote yeah. one of our good friends the worst head he's seen in his whole life yeah I did send it to a few people when I got out the photo of it not the whole head um, saying what do you think is wrong with this and he was like uh, well A genetics B maybe nutrient deficiency as well but he said uh, not going to lie that's the worst deer's head I've seen <laughs> did you bring it out? no Oh, you should have you put it up at that you could have made it into a trophy yeah, <clears throat> like a prize. Like when you have a really bad day, you win worst, that. Worst shooter, yes. Worst shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, it was in good condition, apart from the fact his head looked terrible. So, um, yeah, so we hung him in the meat safe. Um, and then after that, I missed a sitter on the second morning, and he was a bigger deer. I should have, I don't know what happened there. 300 metres. Oh, it's not sitter but when you say sitter what do you mean well i mean it was 300 <clears throat> meters away so i should have smacked him don't know what happened yeah this ran off <laughs> okay so we, went, so we went fishing instead and saw not a single fish was there trout up there or something uh supposed to be but i think all the we ran into someone later on and they said oh down in the end of the valleys of the river bigger river that joins into it yeah the Nororo, I think, and then, um, but the one we were on the tributary was quite small, and they reckon with all the high water from the cyclone, it sort of flushed things out a bit, probably for a while. I don't know. I'm not a trout fisherman either, so yeah. Anyway, 
<clears throat> the other three guys, they uh, got onto a few deer the next day and had a few misses. So they were still not on the board. And then I think on the Saturday, the next, the morning after that, I got a smaller deer, just a spiker. So I had two by then, but still couldn't find anything uh, worthy of sticking on the wall. Um, I sort of got used to the block by then, after a day and a half, you know. Um, getting around where you could have good vantage points. It's certainly a lot of glassing, because of the area you're looking at. So you can see, a lot, of, see a lot of country. Tussocky sort of stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tussocky, then... Um, up into a bit of beach and then up onto the tussock tops. So, yeah. but the the river flats, I suppose, were pretty. Yeah, pretty. Not not not. Couple of couple of areas of them were quite grassy, you know, and feed wise, and you could tell they were quite hammered in terms of um, deer coming out onto them. But a lot of the river flats were quite just gravelly and tussock, so not a lot of. Not a lot of guts in them. Were, yeah. were you, um, did you take along a tripod? Were you shooting off a tripod to get over the tussock and stuff? Yeah. 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 So I took the, um, I didn't take, oh no, I did. I took my spotting scope because I thought looking at the maps it was a pretty big area so you could look a long way. So that actually was quite good for looking way down the valley to find a few. You could sort of tell on one ridge they'd walk down later in the afternoon. Um, and I had my trigger stick and my other bigger trigger stick as well, which is what I shot off for the first one. Um, that was stabilized, very good. Because being in the tussock stuff with not a lot of vantage points or, or areas to lie down. Uh, no, that's yeah, generally not. There's a couple of I mean, any of the hillier stuff you climb off to on some terraces, we basically found basically vantage points where you could tell people have been anyway, you know, because obviously, and a lot of the the river valley had a terrace on either side in places, so you could just climb up onto that to find a bit of a vantage point, make sure you're out of the wind. Um, I think about 1.3k's up was another hut, but no one was there for the first two days, so... Um, so, yeah, and then I think got down to about the last night, last afternoon, yeah, next morning, we got onto a couple more, and my mate shot two, basically following, they were following each other down the ridge, or down the valley, onto the valley, below us, and um, so he smacked the front one, and then the other one spun around, and he managed to get that too, so that was right. Got both of them. So that was good. That filled up the meat safe. How do you rate the meat? Seeker, good. Yeah, you're a bit of a you bit of a venison fan, aren't you? So like better than fallow deer? <laughs> no, no. It's like I think it's just to me it's not well, roughly fallow are small and grassy and seeker a bit bigger and the bigger the deer the shitter they taste. Just about that's my take it's... on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's maybe because it's of the, the grass feed aspect of the fellow? Uh, probably yeah, the habitat and that yeah would be in it. I think. Um, whereas yeah, the seeker certainly up there anyway. That end. I mean, the other end we used to hunt in the summer in December. That it's a lot nicer country, and we tend to find the deer were like you're bordering onto farmlands type of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so they can eat more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Whereas a lot of places I've shot fallow are all, always um, sniping into crops and farmland and various things, so they've got um, plenty of food to choose from. But yeah, yeah that that's why yeah I, I could the population of deer out there was lower than where we normally go by quite a lot, by big two thirds maybe. But yeah. because probably it's not it's location, 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 isn't it? Worth going back though? Uh, yeah, we're booked in. So, I mean, once, yeah, once that fills up, you'd have, have a struggle to get, uh, you know, because you can basically re renew your booking when you come out if you've actually got one. So, 
So now we'll go back next year, see how it goes. It's like anything, after a few trips you actually get to learn some of the, find more of the interesting parts of the block. And this one's got a lot, a lot of area to cover, so. Do you, are you, like, uh, with the goal of trying to get a nice sick stag, or are you just like the, the adventure? Uh, yeah, to be fair, I've never really been too worried about, um, trophy hunting yeah so i just i just like the trip so yeah um no nah, it doesn't bother me yeah because i imagine Normally i just i just used to go and get drunk for four days so you don't drink now so you just gotta go out and walk around <laughs> um yeah there's nothing else to do you get bored <laughs> yeah. to go hunting god damn it do you think? Do you think? I don't get like you said. You don't know, but if you were to mission up on the tops, you're more likely to see some. some yeah, no, I'll definitely do that next time. Yeah. So, get the helicopter um, just to drop you up there. Well, that was actually some advice we got prior to going. Is basically get separate your gear, just have your hunting gear, and get him to get the helicopter to drop you at one end of the block and leave your gear at the hut, and you just walk your way back. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. unless you're hopeless and get lost and then you never find the hut <laughs> and you're stuck out in the shit for three days with the you got day your, pack you got your e-perb oh yeah fine just yeah, to evacuate yourself <laughs> <laughs> just set it off yeah yeah just to pretend you've strained your ankle or something no I had my in reach so you can always tell them to come and pick you up earlier <laughs> come and get me and take me back to the take me back to the hut <laughs> oh yeah cool Oh no, cool. So it's um, no, it's I mean it's very well done what they're doing. I mean because when when we flew in, the cleaner flies out, so they have someone cleaning the hut and getting everything, changing all the linen and everything. So, um, wow, that's yeah, yeah, bougie. Yep, good. No coverage, no internet, no even oh, radio. No, even, no Starlink. I think we we picked up Radio Rima or something or a Christian radio station. That was about it. Yeah. So. I thought they had Starlink out there or something. That's anyway, gear wise for the trip, I think my best uh, thing that I'd tried out was uh, yeah, just being in the field with the a the trigger stick Apex. So it's the heavier um, trigger stick carbon fiber one with a saddle basically. Yeah. So. It tested out pretty well. Um, what other gear? You no, your just, sig, um, sig 10Ks? Yeah. What about the... Yep. You only took them, you didn't take any other bonos? Because I know you're... Oh, I took the stabilised ones as well. Yep. <laughs> I was going to ask if you took two pairs. Because <laughs> uh, we thought, we don't need a chainsaw, we don't need this, don't need that, don't need sleeping bags. thought I'll be way under the weight limit. Put all gear on the scales and we were just... <laughs> just on the limit. <laughs> Again, so, oh, great. So, yeah, mainly because I thought, oh, I might need this, might need that. But uh, I don't think I used, no. I mean, I'm not using the stabilised bino as much. Mainly just use the spotter, the Bushnell spotter, or for tripod. So, yeah, the Bushnell spotter, stabilised binoculars, and the SIG 10K binoculars. Yeah, yeah. And a scope yeah. on your gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, you're like a like a, a, an optics demo unit. Pretty much. Yeah. With three tripods. You had three tripods? Yeah. Well, I had the one for the spotting scope, the one for the... And the trigger stick. Anyway, so... I didn't actually take a bipod. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, anyways. How many deer did I... How many deer did you guys end up leaving with? Anyway, in total we ended up with four, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, a couple of the other guys had shots at deer and couldn't pull it off so but that's right there's always next time yeah there's always there's always next year no, it sounds like a fun trip though yeah no it's good i mean because we didn't uh you know getting a ballot for a red deer trip this year where we normally go so um so probably we'll replace that for a while see how it goes to be honest uh, your red deer spot always sounds average ah uh, anyway Jealous you'll get you nowhere. <laughs> the only thing you've ever Once caught again, up there it's was... About, it's about the journey. The only, COVID. Thing you, yes. you, the only thing you caught up there was COVID. I'm heading down south next month, so I'll let you know how that goes. Oh, you're going now, yeah? Yep. 
Oh man, we have another 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 awesome hunting podcast to talk about. Everyone's <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh well. Anything anyway, else? Graham. So um, no, that was my um trip from hell, basically. You know. Yeah, it sounded terrible. Suffering in the outback. Um, and yourself, you had a couple of trips away. I think you went to uh, muddy waters hunting some fellow so tell us about that yes i um i let me guess did you take uh an obsolete gun with you fuck yeah i did i i i battled between the idea of taking like a 303 which i i could have and i probably should have or taking this um <clears throat> this yugoslavian m4852 uh sniper rifle slash genocide rifle depending how you read history and um definitely war crimes and um, so obviously it's got a got a glass on it, like a four power scope. And you can dial it out to, um, and that's OG. Yep. So we dial. Oh, you went. I don't think you were actually there. You you were no. already on your trip, but I went up to your place and like at three hundred meters, I could. There's like a on your range. It's like a sort of hundred and fifty mil target, a two hundred mil target. I could hit that with relative consistency. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, and if if not, the shot would be just down the edge or something, right? So I'm thinking, fuck, that's not actually that bad. And it, so I thought, okay, if I take this, it's, it's still a mill surf and I've got a 300 metre sort of self-enforced maximum range. Um, so yeah, loaded that up. So it's an 8 mil, so 7.92.57, shooting a 196 grain soft point. Uh, so reasonably heavy recoiling. Um, we, we're even using La Pua Brass in this thing, Mark. That's how bougie the, the hand loads are. And um, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, sort of add a bit of a... Um, Talk with Hamish, and we thought we'd um, head down there and sh- sort of just maybe film a bit of a hunt. So we've, we've, there is actually a, a, a like a six seven minute video. I've just got to finish, put online. But um, so I think it was on the Wednesday. Um, you're already off in the hills and head down there early. Got there about seven, and we're actually targeting a certain um, certain buck that he'd seen moving around. But um, went up into the area here where it had been hanging out and it just didn't want to show itself but there's several other younger stags around and we sort of watched those for a while and um, stuck around the place and <clears throat> eventually with where we thought this this buck was hanging out because um, there's a there's a mob a small um, group of um, does in there and we thought oh maybe he's over there so we did a bit of a big loop around trying to keep the wind in our favor and we end up inadvertently spooking these these um, hinds we're trying to get close to, and um, they sort of sort of half ran, sort of up past us. And next thing they they tear off the other way, and this this buck runs, oh, maybe thirty meters to the, to the right of us. It sort of just runs past us, chasing these these does, and didn't even notice us. And he he was after one thing, you know. And um, anyway, he disappeared, and we thought, oh shit, he looked pretty good, and pretty old and wide and he sort of buggered off around the corner and then we went looking at a couple more we spotted off in the distance and 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 so on and so forth and um and then we end up, we end up we said this is over so several hours and it's quite quite windy um but in a good direction so i'm sort of thinking oh, i want to limit myself to maybe 200 250 meters or something and um with the conditions and then we're sort of sitting on the hill and then we hear croaking like right behind us like the big big patch of manuka and pangas and shit and we're like fuck this, this one this one literally right behind us so we, we sort of did another big loop and we just lie down to get in a position to um watch the area because he, he was croaking like mad and it was only you know it'd be shit an eighth of an acre of bush it was nothing and um and then we sort of set up sort of a bit of a sort of little uh, little position there ready to get it done and then we sort of look over the over the shoulder down into the gully and here's this this um, buck from from earlier um, chasing a couple of does up the hill trying to trying to get his end away so um yeah I sort of just um set up on him and then he sort of he's chasing them around and then Hamish um, called him and sort of got him to stop and he actually took that as an invite to the from the doe and so he tried to um he thought he was getting some and anyway doe ran off and then hamish um sort of made another bit of a squeak and he, he paused again looked at us and i 
I shot him. He must have been about 140, 150 meters, and yeah. <laughs> so he's it was, like, I've, I've never really had a chance to shoot anything half decent when it comes to fellow um, deer. So I'm, I'm he, he paused, and I think, shit, has this got a two stage or a one stage trigger? Like it just completely left my brain, like what the trigger was on this gun. Um, it was a two stage. <laughs> so I, I just I just panicked and I just freaking jerked this trigger just pulled it straight to the rear as, as as fast as I could just to try and I don't know what I was thinking but um you know get around whether it was a two stage or one stage and it's I could, it slaps him and I think I think yeah no, I've hit him and then he, but he tears off at about 100 mile an hour uh, it's and, not flash yeah well. and because because now I, I mentioned earlier I was using the one a 196 grain projectile soft point now when it comes to um eight mil projectiles or, or 792 to be more precise there's not a big selection of modern stuff so and, and or not a lot of an uh, availability at the time so we're using the, the ppus and we've, we've had problems in the past them in quite a thick jacket and, and a hard yeah. projectile and then talking to different people uh like who hunt a lot and hunting guides and stuff saying yeah we really got to drive bone with those projectiles anyway so i talked to a bunch of people and i thought no nah, i'm gonna i'm gonna smash the shoulders out of this this deer right and anyway so i've, I've got the crosshairs dead on the blade of the shoulder like it's 160 meters chip shot right and that the trigger thing forgetting the trigger and just i'm excited obviously but nervous too because i don't want to fuck this up and having again not shot any nice bucks um so I just jerked this trigger anyway. I was like, fuck, that shot went back. And Hamish is like, yeah, I think it did. And, and <laughs> anyway, he's got it on camera because obviously the, the film will be released probably this weekend. And, and he goes, yeah, no, I think he's like, I think you've, I think you've double lunged him. I think you've, you've put it just behind the shoulder. And I was, yeah. I was fucking nervous, man, because he ran. He just fucking tore off without a care in the world. And I, <clears throat> anyway, so we sort of, we thought, oh, yeah, we're, We'll sort of sidle around and come down and where we think he was and we come down and he was just there he was he was fucked so he'd ran just out of sight maybe 40 meters and then um expired so it wasn't as bad as i i got a little i'm not gonna lie i got a little bit worried and hamish obviously he's a professional hunting guy right so he's going no 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 you did a good job but i'm like man he's just he's professional he's just been nice to me i'll, I'll fuck this up and <laughs> he's, he's rolling out the normal yeah you know because everyone because yeah. like they get a lot of like uh, average shooters and here I am adding myself to that list of average shooters. Of you know, I'm thinking, fuck, if I gut shot this fucking this buck, am I going to have to chase him around for, you know, or, or try to find him with a dog or something? And, and that, but there, there he was. He was, he was there, and um, so, so that was that that worked out quite well. But like again, I was I was hoping to to smash those shoulders out, but um man just amateur and like yeah i even i talked to simon about it man i was like man i just i could went completely blank on what to what that trigger was and and because he was looking at me i what i should have done is not taken the shot i thought i should have just laid there still and uh, unloaded see if he went back about his business and then maybe dry fired the rifle but ugh, the excitement got to me and um it was still yeah, the shot how far did he run 20 meters about 40 you, you I, I, I can, you'll see the video. I'll send it to you later. It, it pretty much in the video tears up. He's in a bit of a, a gut, tears up the side of this little ridge. Yeah, he disappears into some, some um, in, the, in the trees and such, and it's essentially just out of sight. I know people will say, "Oh, you're making up for them on the video," but just out of sight. That's where we found him. So running up the hill must have just done it. And <clears throat> but anyway, we got, we got him. We, uh, well, Hamish gutted him because, as you know, I avoid uh, gutting animals at all costs um, if I can. And um, he just two holes straight through his lungs. Uh, but again, the the projectile didn't like they were. Well, you would have saved all the meat then. Yeah, you know me. I'm really big on meat recovery. Um, <laughs> yep. um, it would have been like maybe a a large fifty cent. Do you remember the old school fifty cent pieces from like yep. the early two thousands and all. Um, but a little bit bigger than that maybe but not it, I, yeah that it did not he was he was he was well buggered but um that weight projectile going that fast at that close distance it should have been a little bit more damage it was still fine and in, in fact the next day 
a good friend of mine shot a uh, a similar cartridge at a deer at a similar distance and essentially the same shot and it did so much more damage with a Hornet A soft point and a similar bullet, similar bullet weight. So <clears throat> I buggered my shot up, but I, but I was I knew that projectile was hard and I knew I should have drilled that shoulder and that would have forced expansion. But um, yeah, I just got excited, man. But anyway, he was there. He was he, he was good. He, he was dead. So um, we uh, filmed a bit more, a little bit of video and uh, and such, and then um, yeah, we uh, <laughs> the beauty of it is, we then I just had to drag him like. Oh, pretty much back to where I shot him, um, where he ran, and then and Hamish bugged off and got the side by side, which we left about I don't know three or four hours earlier, and um, yep. brought it round. So you know, obviously this this is again it's a, a, a safari park. How would you explain it? They're not they're not penned animals. That those familiar in Wanganui hunting, uh, it's usually quite large numbers of fallow deer. It's a large valley. Yeah, you know they 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 know what's in the area. They're wild, but they sort of they've got an idea on what's around and stuff like that. Obviously, we're taking certain deer, but they're um yeah they and they just selectively cull to try and um, promote certain um, skin colours and, and antler growth and such. <clears throat> so it, it wasn't um it wasn't offland; it was private land. Um, but anyway, when I dragged him down, I actually dragged him, and as I was like, oh, I think this is right, pretty much the spot where he was shot, and then sure enough, I found. A bunch of uh, like um, blood that had blown through, yeah. And there was quite a lot of yeah, but I didn't I didn't go that way when I went to find him. So <clears throat> so it's um yeah I, I panicked for a bit, but it wasn't too bad. But I was still disappointed in myself for getting that excited um, or nervous excited. That they're probably very similar things. Um, but anyway, got him down. Um, must, must have carried over to your competition, Chitty. Oh, ouch. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty fucking much. Got, a, got excited. Saw that target. Got excited. Got for a and forgot how to pull the trigger. Slap the trigger. Yep. <clears throat> uh, two weekends in a row. Um, and, yeah, and so anyway, we... Um, that was about it. We, we finished up and we looked around and went to look for some goats but couldn't find anything on a, on a sort of a cow block next door and... Um, we they do a bit of pest control. Just we were gonna slap some with the eight mil, but none of them were out. And yeah, packed up. I sort of got home by sort of mid late afternoon. And so, what's the cartridge? Is it a is it a Mauser? Yeah. So it's, it's what, what's commonly called eight millimeter Mausers. So it's seven point nine two by fifty seven. It's what the German army used in the first and second world war. Yeah. And then a, and, and then a large amount of other countries who bought um, commercially made Mausers. Um, so similar to thirty oh six, yeah, and that's a full power, full what you call a full power battle cartridge, yeah, 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 because three oh eight is fifty one, yeah, so fifty, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's a, uh, so thirty oh six is probably slightly more potent, yeah, but um, it's quite. They generally shoot. You'll see most of the military loadings anyway will shoot quite a heavy bullet around the two hundred grain projectile. So generally known to recoil a lot and um, be hard on the shoulder, especially because most of these old Mausers have steel butt pads. Yeah. Um, So like shooting a lot of it, like when I was up at your place, uh, a few days before we went, I would have shot maybe 40 rounds through it. And like half of that was prone. Maybe two. So that was a, is it a Hungarian built rifle? Uh, uh, Yugoslavian. Sorry, Yugoslavian. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so, not like just from their army, but built elsewhere. So it was, yeah. So now, nah, so what happened is they got. Oh, people could correct me if I'm wrong, but after the war, they received a lot of German tooling as reparations oh, yeah. and kept yep. building. Albeit it's actually a different pattern of Mauser, it's slightly different. They yep. kept building stuff because um, <laughs> there wasn't enough Mausers in Europe that you could just get. So they built more, and most of them, you most. Um, most Yugoslavian Mausers you'll find in New Zealand are actually brand new. They right. were never used because there was never this... De- World War Two surplus was massive, right? So there's never a demand for, for these things. And they didn't do anything that... People were buying semis, you know? Yeah. Early semis. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a, it's, there's nothing it won't do in, um, for hunting in New Zealand. Obviously, it's not like a hectic long-range cartridge, but hunting no. two, three, hunt, 400 metres, it's fine. Um but yeah, so yeah. I will. I'm gonna try find. Yep. I, I did hear Sierra do a bullet, so we'll try something else. But in, anyway, it's um. 
All right. And then you're off shooting some reds, was it? Yeah, so the next day... These are both days I was meant to be at work. Um, we, we got uh, we got up at... Recurring theme. Yeah, totally. Is. We got up at about fucking left... So me and Carl would left my place about maybe shit 3.30 in the morning or something, 4 o'clock in the morning. And we um, went to Pew Pew to a friend of ours um, who supposedly has some good red stags running around. Um, but everywhere else was roaring and... He hadn't heard next to nothing, but I mean, we had that sort of days already penciled in, so we we went up there and <clears throat> got there before sunrise and started. We did this sort of big big mission around, obviously trying to keep the wind in the right direction. And as, as soon as we sort of got towards the bush, we heard a roar. And we're like, oh fucking sweet, you know. And then we sort of tried to make that happen, and they shut up. And and so we sort of looking around, and we heard a few roars here and there. And, but nothing too close and um i tell you what there's a lot of goats in the bush where he is like in the bush yeah which i'm not used to i'm used to you know some fucking and they've just never been shot they just wander off about 10 meters and go back about their business <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something it's foreign for a taranaki lad to see them in such a unmolested environment uh and yeah, but anyway we end up doing, looking around looking around we've seen a few fellow like she's seen quite a few fellow deer that day and, and then we sort of heard back, kind of back where we come, we heard a, a roar, so it seemed repetitive. And so, so Wes started um, answering him, and he started getting a bit agitated. So we did a big, again, big fucking mission, and went into the bush, and um, we ended up getting. Oh, it must have been with a hundred meters of him, and he's he's getting quite ag- agitated at us, and he's. But he seemed to just keep pushing off as we get closer. He'd keep the same distance. Yeah. And we, and we just, we, man, we tried for ages and we just couldn't get any, uh, we just couldn't close that distance. And again, I'm, we, me and Carl, we, we're amateurs of this stuff. Um, that's for sure. And so, <clears throat> relying on Wes, who's obviously a bit more of a seasoned hunter and, and such. And um, yeah, we just couldn't close it. And, um, and we eventually, he, he ended up moving off onto a, a we, what we think was the neighbouring property, so we didn't pursue him anymore in the end. Um, and sort of backtracked out of there and kept looking around, and um, we couldn't really. Well, then, then Wes is like, oh, let's, we'll take this shortcut through the bush through the middle of his property. And he's like, it's quick as. And man, we were bloody marching in the bush for what seemed like an eternity. And then I, Wes is going, oh man, the, the, you will get to the other side of the farm. It's like, it's just up this hill here. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then we go up this hill and then we start going down another hill. We're still in the thick bush and I'm thinking, fuck, I'm sure he said we're nearly there. And then, and then we hack you halfway up this other hill and then I hear Wes mutter, he mutters to himself, oh shit, um, man, they probably don't want to go back down and backtrack, so we'll just carry on. And I, like, I say, like, what, what are you talking about? And he goes, oh, nothing, nothing. And so we we, we carry on for what seemed, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes through the bush and eventually um, come out um, kind of by where we had the 22 match. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we didn't. We come out further. Anyway, it was a fucking Jesus, but it was about midday, so we went back, had lunch, and then that afternoon we, we headed up to the, another back corner of the property where it's quite wild. It's all so not that keen on the bush bashing. Well, to be honest, I don't move that quiet through a day. And like the longer the longer I'm in it, the um, the noisier I get. I just oh. I'm I'm no I'm no fucking. Anyway, so we we head into this right over in the back corner of the property, and you can sort of look over maybe like a spot. just hunting bare feet, girl. That's yeah. Well, you know that is the way. Um, are we, it's about a, you sort of have maybe 600 metres of visibility it's all scrub and it's like swamp and just oh, I don't know what you'd use it for but you know it's not a very useful part of the farm so it's sort of just left to go wild and we're hoping to see some activity over there and a, 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 a sort of a reasonable fellow buck ended up wandering out and we're like oh fucking and, and Carl's never shot a fellow buck before he's like fuck I might have a go at that you know and Wes is like yeah fuck yeah so so, but we've only got milsurp guns because we're idiots, right? 
Yep. And so it's at about 500 metres and Carl's like, no, fuck, I wish I had my RPR. Because <laughs> he would have just drilled this thing. And he's got a 303. And so, and, he, he, and he's good with it. But I was like, well, grab the Mauser, you know, and then you can go 300 metres. And he's like, no, 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 I'll use the 303. And so he's, me and Wes sit up on the bank. We're watching through the long range camera. And so it's a nice fellow buck. And lovely skin. I was like, yeah, Carl will be happy with this. And he, he missions through this sort of small gully. To, he's trying to get a vantage point, close it to like 150, 200 meters. And and then he, then he like, we notice he's walking up on a, like, like an, a big old heifer. She's hiding in the bushes away from west or something, I don't know. And then so he sort of has to spend ages getting around this heifer without spooking her. And then he spooks his heifer, but the, 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 the fellow buck doesn't notice and anyway the fellow buck it starts meandering through further away and but just as Carl we're watching him pretty much gets into a shoot position it just pops into the bush and fucks off like it's been out for 30 minutes and then um amateur hour oh no it was was just it's a shame we didn't have a modern (laughs) rifle because like we've got like this egotistic thing we're like yeah we're cool we're gonna have milk saps in there it's a shame because he could have could have shot this buck and anyway he starts starts coming back and we we look behind us and he's he's taking an easier way out sort of a bit of an old track and there's this sort of good-sized fellow spiker walks out and it's it's getting near dark so i think oh he might shoot this just smack this spiker you know for some meat and we're sort of waving at him, you know, arms up in the air, and he's, he's look okay, he looks at us, and I'm sort of, I'm sort of, like, I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this in real life right now, because no one can see me, but I'm sort of putting two fingers up on my head, trying to replicate, like, a spiker or a deer, and, and I'm pointing up where he's going, you know, like, dear, you know, pay attention, pay attention, and he's sort of looking at me weird, and he sort of keeps walking up the track, and I was like, man, he's not really sneaking, and then he walks up to the top, and the, 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 the spiker, it's been looking at me and Wes, it doesn't give a, it doesn't, care at all right and i'm thinking oh yeah he's got this thing sweet he'll be able to walk up to 60 meters and slap this thing with the 303 it'd be good and then it just pretty much just walks out to the open and the deer sees him and runs off he raises his rifle but let's see him before he uh he even had a chance so we're thinking oh fuck you know oh, oh whatever it was a good day hanging out with the boys and so anyway we walk all the way back to the truck and uh get back in the truck we're heading back through the the uh to, through Wes's farm and it's got quite a long laneway down the middle of the farm about a mile long and um shit we're driving along and and then there's there's these two fellow on the on the bush edge and funnily enough i'd shot a deer there last time i was at Wes's, and it, i remember being bang on 200 meters they're in the same spot so we part like west stops the truck and me and carl sort of get the guns out and we we run forward i'm in my crocs by this point you know because i think the day's done and it's getting wet so I'm, anyway we, we run up and we get to about the exact pretty much the same spot as where i shot a deer there previously with a 303 and i said oh carl it's 200 meters and and it's like it is as close to being dark as you can be by this point and i'm looking through the mouses like quite average four power and i'm like oh shit like he's not gonna be able to make this shot and we we, we thought we might shoot both of them but the one I was going to shoot turns, and I was like, oh, yeah. and then his one starts sort of walking off. So I was like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? And he's like, no, no, I, I can see it. I can see it. And I was like, fuck, how the fuck can you see that? You know, he's obviously got better eyes than me. And then I can't recall whether it just stopped or he caught, like he let a noise out. But anyway, bang, three or three iron sights, 200 meters. Like a good, a good scope would have struggled with the lighting. And, um, and I, I sort of didn't see it that well when he shot with the scope. And I thought, nah, you missed that, mate. And he goes to me, nah, I didn't miss that. And I was like, what? And he's like, I just watched it fall over into the, like, I watched it turn around and fall over. And I'm like, man, this guy's eyes. And sure enough, we, I go, he, he walks over there. I go back to, to Wes and with the truck. And by the time me and Wes get over there, there he is with his deer. It's laying on the ground with a perfect, you know, rope tucked him behind the shoulder shot with a 303. And just yeah i can attest to his eyesight he can see a lot better than i can yeah i know i'm looking through glass albeit shitty glass from yeah uh, in the middle of a war but um man he's like no he's like it was a you know that sort of up there the fellow of the uh spotty white ones he's like no i could see it black black background mostly white deer 
Yeah, and he, it was just a it was a perfect shot. But like the front sight post on the three hundred three. He's a valuable man to have on a team's match blind stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's and I tell you what, like Wes is Wes reckons he's never seen Carl make a bad shot. He's like everything that guy shoots at falls down dead. So, um, he's, uh, yeah, it, it was it was some good shooting, man, and some hard conditions. And he's obviously pretty well practiced. And um, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it. That's for sure. Um, All right. Well, don't take your proper rifles next time, then. Yeah, I'm, I, I sort of said I'd hunt with the Millsurp only this year, but I'm, okay, right I'm three months that, in, and I'm sort of, then. I'm thinking, fucking that two sixties, looking pretty good. Just say financial year. Oh, that's that's over. Yeah, it? yeah. End of yeah, first of April, balance date, whatever it is. <clears throat> yeah, because as soon as you go somewhere where like the shots are more than a couple hundred meters. Yep. You know that that those those modern scopes and they uh and hunt. proper hunting, eh? Yeah. Hey, everyone's got ideas on what it is, right? Like people will listen to this and be like, Oh man, you're not hunting on Dockland or you had a guide or the guy you were with knew what he was doing. Yeah, man, whatever, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I have said it before on here. I'm not a hardcore hunter. Like we're like convenience hunters. Um but anyway, so we, we didn't get a red, um, we didn't actually even see a red deer. Uh, we seen maybe six or eight fellow across the, the pew pew property. Um, but then funnily enough, Wes messaged me like two days later, like, oh man, there's a bunch of stags roaring now. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> so I, I, I am half tempted to try to get up there again really, really soon, but I don't know if I can be bothered getting up that early. But um but yeah, it was it was real good fun, and it's 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 good like both days hunting with people who know what they're doing. Yep. Because like even when we were hunting at Muddy Waters, like he's like, no, no, just you just got to sit and watch. And then the more and more stuff we're seeing coming out, because normally you know like I'm like, ah, oh, there's no deer here, let's fuck off over there, and then you know they're there, and then you run off over there, and you just bugger it up. And I've been told it a bunch of times, but there's just more and more popped out of the woodwork as we sat and watched. Um, Especially when they're uh, all, all all raged up, you know, like that, they're a bit more active, and it's pretty cool. But we got some good. There's some pretty good footage on this this, this video that we'll release real, real soon um, of some of the some of the youngest eggs we're watching. Uh, Bucks, sorry, um, you know, keeping their girls in line and croaking, and yeah, that uh, was good. And, and actually, the, having well, the next day, Pupu having that red stag getting real angry at us. Obviously, we couldn't close the gap, but. I hadn't had one get that angry before. I'd only heard a couple of roars and nothing like that. So that was pretty exciting. Um, having one thrashing about and, um, you know, yeah, that was neat. Either that or it was some random hunter. <laughs> but, but I did. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was cool. It was cool. But so hopefully maybe we'll get another shot at the reds. Like I said, the, the, the roar seemed to be quite late up in Pew Pew at this property. So... Um, maybe we can get up there this coming weekend for a day and um, and shoot something. Yeah. Maybe. But, um, I think we need to break out the shotguns, isn't it? That's right. It's coming up. Busy weekend. <laughs> so we've so Mark and I have been talked into by Simon to go to this pre raw no, it's not pre raw pre duck season like pre opening morning. Pre opening morning. It's like a field. Eye eye opener. Something, yeah, and it, but they have like it's a like shooting clays on static ranges has zero interest to me. I'd rather bloody go to work. But but this has like a real field. I've watched a lot of the videos and pictures from it. They're all sort of field scenarios, and it looks pretty neat. Um, now, how good are you at shooting clays, Mark? Yeah, uh, average. So okay. So now Simon tells me we can't just put like what, what's the legal limit now? A shotgun five. You're not allowed seven anymore. Jesus, but five plus, you can't just go five plus one and just mag dump. You're in you can't. No, you're only had two shots. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> How am I supposed to hit it? Which, which shotgun am I using? The, <laughs> your Benelli M4. Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, that would be frowned upon, maybe. Uh, yeah, I've got, what have I got? It's a Browning. Uh, I can't remember. Hell's Canyon. It's got a it's got a gold trigger. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's probably got a better trigger than the fucking Hell's Canyons. 
Um, it's something. It was my late father-in-law's. It seems like a nice shotgun. I, I don't know a lot about shotguns. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to head over to Rotorua for a day and um, compete with shotguns in, in, a, in this. I think it's quite a casual competition. Um, well, it better be, considering how much we've disclosed so far about how... How bad we are. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty bad, and I'm pretty sure you're, you're a bit better than me, so... I'm going for the victory. You're going to take the win? Yeah. Simon reckons he can teach me how to do it. I don't... I don't. I think he's under underestimated. Um, I'm, uh, it's, all, it's all very instinctual, shotgun shooting. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, I don't know. I, I will find out. As long as, the, as long as the rifle fits you, you're away laughing. Well, it's a shotgun, so that's probably the first problem. I mean a shotgun. Yeah. But, um, the thing with the smooth barrel, yes. <laughs> do we shoot buckshot or what? <laughs> well, that's the big decision. What number do you take? And I can't even remember what the numbers mean. No, I don't know what the numbers mean. I have no idea. I don't even know what stuff to buy. Like We, we do a lot of firearm stuff, as people know. But when it comes to um, shooting sporting clays or birds, I have nothing. No, well, the thing's my... I buy a slab of ammo for duck shooting and it lasts me about three years because we get all excited do opening morning and maybe one other day and that's about it so <laughs> do you so know I, end up, I end up all this rusty shotgun ammo in my garage I, um, I'm not even going to do opening morning I just want to do this competition uh, yeah just well, that's good practice for you yeah, it doesn't hold I don't know man. it's just not it's not something that um, hey maybe maybe we'll do this comp and I'll think hey maybe I could be a clay bird or a duck shooter or something but Oh, well. At this stage, I'll just stick to being a really average 22 competitor and with a bit of Cinefire mixed in. Sounds good. Yeah, well, I think that about wraps up episode 63, do you think, Mark? Yeah. So, some mildly successful hunting. We've got a, 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 the world's casual worst... casual hunters. <laughs> yeah, casual hunting. The world's worst seeker head. A nice yep. fellow buck and uh, no luck on the red stag. But um, a lot of fun, nonetheless. And to this day, Mark and I have still not been on a hunt together. How long have we been hanging out? Fucking most half, more than half a decade and we still haven't done it. Yeah, we might as well keep that streak alive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's obviously working out. All right, thank, thank you everybody for listening. Um, and we'll try getting that episode out real soon. Righto, bye.